I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, this is Coco, and you're listening to Conversations with Coco and Friends. This episode wasn't supposed to happen. We were meant to interview a fertility specialist, but she bailed last minute. And as we sat there in the studio, not once to waste an opportunity, we just started recording. Because we were meant to talk all things fertility with the expert, we just decided to have our own candid conversation on the topic ourselves. Having trouble getting pregnant this past year has forced me to be quite seasoned in this department. Though I would rather not have to know what it feels like to have multiple miscarriages, I am moved as a result to share some of our journey with the hopes that more women find out about their reproductive health before it's too late. I am also a big proponent of speaking about fertility and, and infertility so that more women don't feel so incredibly alone when their plans for having a family get derailed. I hope you enjoy this personal conversation with myself, Cleo, and Pilar, and let's keep the conversation going. Another day, another sleigh, ladies. <laughs> we are live from the gutter. Just kidding. <laughs> and, by, and by gutter, we mean excellent, awesome studio exactly. in Santa Monica that we're jealous of. And we want our own podcast studio now because of it. Basically, want to live here. Yeah, we're moving here. Sorry, not sorry to all of our fans back home. <laughs> Some more <laughs> Toronto to LA transplants. Yes. Shout out to Drew for lending us the studio and Roman for making the connect because we like new friends. We do. And it's just another way of realizing how important your connections are, how important your relationships are. Your network is your net worth. Hey, now. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Preach. So today we're just sitting down, the, the core trio of us right now, and we're about to get into some of the real shit, as we usually do. We're talking fertility today. I don't know if you saw Katrina's post on Instagram a few weeks back. Whew, I seriously, my chest was so tight about it when I was reading that. But Katrina's going to tell us a little bit about her journey of trying to have another kid and how it's been what no one actually tells you. Where do I start? Wow, that was an introduction. So like he was saying, um, I posted about... Uh, a few miscarriages that I had last year. I, I think one of the reasons why I did post, or I know one of the reasons why I did post, was because there's so much um, misconception around having a baby and fertility. It, it seems to be so easy that mm -hmm. you just, I mean, when you're a teenager, it's all about protection and um, 
abstinence and or Literally. don't get pregnant. <laughs> don't get pregnant. Get on the birth control pill. Protect yourself. It's so easy. You can get pregnant from a toilet seat. Oh my it's God. It's so, like, she's a mess. <laughs> Even being on the pill, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I pregnant? Yeah. Like, I actually get so scared. Yeah. The next day after I sleep with someone, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah. and now, like, after yeah. speaking with you and hearing your, I'm like, you know, it's a lot harder to get pregnant. Yeah, it's, al- it's almost though, because you still hear all these people who are just like, we did it once. and yeah. Oh, they looked and at like, someone and they're yeah. like, I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. These accidents, <laughs> so right? These happy or sad accidents that happen. Plan B babies, et cetera. But um, what I found is, and I'm 39, so there's that. I was married. Um, I had Harlow. Um, when I was 32. Did you have any like difficulties with having her? Yeah. So uh, what I, but what's so funny is that I didn't realize I had difficulties having her. So when I was, I had youth in my corner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I mean, and not, I was 30 or 32 um, when I actually had Harlow. But previous to that, I had had an ectopic pregnancy, which is a pregnancy that, um, happens within your fallopian tube Mm -hmm. and it's extremely dangerous. So that ended up passing um, as it aborted itself, as they say. Um, A spontaneous abortion is what it's called, I believe. Um, When was that? uh, That was when I was 31. Okay. So um, I had a, and then I had two miscarriages. Before it. Before Harlow. After the ectopic pregnancy. One before, one after. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But I think as women, a lot of us are really good at just packing stuff up and pretending it didn't happen Mm -hmm. and moving through it. And also before I was trying for age, I I had a miscarriage when I didn't want to be pregnant anyways. Uh, So I didn't really think about it in that way. It sounds strange, but I didn't. Uh, and then now when I was trying to, um, I got divorced and got into a new relationship with Jimmy. We took our time and uh, because I thought, well, I had Harlow. I didn't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, I see people getting pregnant at 50, so we're good. <laughs> totes fine, um, totes fine. Honestly. Yeah, and it seems like all natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we actually started trying, uh, it was not as easy as I thought. So last year was when we started trying and uh, we had two miscarriages last year. Um, One was pretty swift about two and a half months into my pregnancy. And then the third one was four months in. And that was the first one I was like, I can push through. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you have miscarriages. Everybody has miscarriages. Because once you start talking about miscarriages, all of a sudden everybody's had one. Yes. But before, nobody's had one. And everybody is just perfect with perfect babies. (laughs) You say it and then everyone else is like, wait. Yeah. No, that happened to me last year. So I think that's why I wanted to post because I wanted to allow this for more women to feel okay about Mm -hmm. having a miscarriage. So the second one was horrendous. Like I couldn't move past it. The the fact that it was actually gory. So like blood everywhere. (laughs) Um, Very traumatic. And very painful, like physically painful. Um, I couldn't, I got to to like the point where I couldn't push through it. I couldn't hide it away. I couldn't mm-hmm. work it away. I couldn't go to work and just be like, I'm good. Like, it's fine. We can no, keep trying. Fine. It was yeah. like, wow, there's a problem. There's something going on here. And the things that happened around it were just 
you had to laugh or you would literally jump off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's no in between. No. Like I did the um, the test. There's a test that they that you can do and they encourage when you're over 35 where they test your fetus. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, they take your blood and they do all these tests to see if they have issues. They can figure that out earlier now. Uh, so I did that and it was so funny. It's not funny at all, actually. But I had just got, I just had um, a miscarriage. I had gone to the doctor and told them I had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's within this doctor clinic, right? So you see different doctors. And I was part of this uh, where I went to get the blood drawn. It was like a special part um, where they had to send the test off. And so on Thursday, I had the miscarriage. And on Friday, I get a call. And they're like, congratulations, it's a girl, and she's perfectly healthy. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was super silent, and I'm like, and they're like, hello? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I had a miscarriage yesterday, and I came into your office. (laughs) So you should know. And there's silence on their end, and they're like. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm like, goodbye. Oh my goodness, (laughs) Katrina. So yeah, I'm I'm laughing now and I was actually laughing at the moment because I was just like, come on. Like when it rains, it pours, (laughs) ladies and gents. Clearly. (laughs) Thanks, Susan. Yeah. I I mean, that added on to the fact that I I thought I had passed all of the material baby stuff. Um, But I actually, it actually really started happening. Uh, at um, Downey's farm when I was oh. taking Harlow and my daughter Harlow and her um, cousin Sienna to pick strawberries and they did not want to leave the farm and I was bleeding <laughs> like crazy. Oh my God. Dude. And a two, uh, an hour and a half drive back downtown in traffic Amazing. going through all of this and kids like, why do we have to leave? Like what's going on <laughs> this whole situation? So God, Yeah. It was traumatic. Um, this is all to say that so many women go through these things and so many women don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got me really interested in knowing, like, wh- why didn't I know? Mm-hmm. Like, once I started asking the questions um, and went to see a fertility specialist, they started saying that I don't have a lot of eggs and my eggs aren't in great condition. But why didn't I know this? You know, why isn't it common practice to understand your, the female body mm-hmm. before you get into a position where you're like, you probably can't have kids. Yeah. It's too late almost. And like, could you have done something differently? Like, is this genetic? Is it like nature nurture? 
what can you do better from a younger age, or at least so you understand what the risks and yeah. whatever are, because I've never heard a single thing. And I'm pretty, I'm a person who likes to ask a lot of questions. And even when you, and I've had conversations about this, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like, we don't know. And you learn that really quickly with doctors. No shade doctors, I get it. Yeah. But if you don't ask the right questions, yeah. you can't get the right answer. Yeah. And But if you don't know the questions to ask, so like, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. What are the options, right? So mm-hmm. when you're younger, should I have frozen my eggs when I was going through um, getting pregnant with Harlow? Should I have done it younger? If those eggs were saved, would they have been healthier eggs? Could I have used them now? Mm-hmm. All of these questions. And then not even exploring the idea of what about my partner? How's his sperm? Exactly. Right? Like yeah. there's 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 a, there's a whole other side to that piece yeah. too. And it's like can your doctor if you go into your regular like family doctor and tell them that you want to look into your eggs or look into your fertility like probability mm-hmm. then would they lead you to like a gyno or Right. What are the steps? Work? Is it, you know, is it doctor, gynecologist, naturopath? What fertility clinic? Mm-hmm. What are the steps? Does it cost money? Do we have to pay for it? Yeah. How, and like yes. even access, like the idea of like, okay, cool. Let's say at 22, you knew all this information because you were, I don't know, the all seeing eye mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, great. I want to freeze my eggs. Well, I mean, can is that even accessible for a 22 year old working like, I don't know, a bartending job or in terms of like money? And then you have to ask the question of like, what kind of toll will that take on your body too? Because mm-hmm. exactly. it's not like they just reach in there, pluck out your eggs. Right. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's not easy to harvest your eggs. Yeah. That's another thing when people are saying, I'm just going to wait, I'm going to freeze my eggs. It's a process. You know, you have to take hormones. It's not free in Canada uh, and it's not supported by the government unless you have a pre-existing condition that allows for it. Mm-hmm. So one fallopian tube or endometriosis or something that might make it more difficult that you can make that claim. But that all takes time, mm-hmm. right? You have to prove all these things. And then finding the right doctor who will lead you in the right direction because there's also doctors that will say, you're fine, you're young, don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. misconceptions around it. And it's like on the topic of hormones and wanting to freeze your eggs or deciding that it's your time to have a child, like how how long before should you get off your birth control when you're preparing to have a child or how long before should you take out your IUD? Like yeah. there, there's not like a one page or FAQ on this <laughs> from our WebMD. If only. <laughs> I know. And also if you go on the internet, it's a very, very, very terrifying place. Right. It's the worst place. <laughs> like, like you have, you have a stomach problem and they're like appendicitis, cancer. <laughs> you're, you're done. There's so much information. Like I've been on the pill. I'm going to say the better part of 15 years. Like, I, you know, back in the day when, you know, you have like teenage acne and doctors like birth control. And I'm like, okay. I wasn't like having sex or anything like that, but I got on it. And then I, I don't have any noticeable side effects from taking a hormonal birth control pill. Some people go to a crazy town. Me. (laughs) I know a number of them. I've never thought twice about it. I'm happy to take it. Like I care like deeply about my sexual health, about all of those things. I'm not ready for a family. And now I'm like, "Mm." could I be ready for a family? I was like, or am I doing something to my body that I don't right. understand. And the worst part is I'm not even brand new. Like I'm, if you guys don't know this, I'm a nerd. 
And so I've actually gone in and like read the studies, like real academic peer-reviewed studies about the impact. But now I, I can't undo it. That's the problem. I'm 32 years old. And I'm like, oh, if there is something I did, even with all the information and the ability to ask questions, can't change it. Right. What now? Yeah. I think now what do I do? And then on top of that, it's even harder for women because it's like you want to prioritize your career or some of us want to do that before actually building that foundation, finding the man that you want to have a child with in this case. How do you balance all of these things? Right. And I have a lot of friends who have kids. I think what happens is we also don't talk about how hard it is to have a kid or how difficult it could be to be pregnant or the things that come with that. And then what happens after you have a kid yes. and the difficulties that come with that. It's just a lot of pressure, I yeah. feel like, for like women to be like, the, pop this baby out and be like, this is the greatest experience yeah. of my yeah. life. My yes. pregnancy was incredible and I love my baby so much. And uh, like, it's, it's kind of mean. Mind like, you, Instagram doesn't help with that. No. Hallelujah. Like, yeah. Look at my perfect body. Snap back. Yeah. At Kylie Jenner. No, Coco, I feel like you should enlighten us on the postpartum mm. and your pregnancy journey in particular because it's like we see these stories on Instagram specifically where people are so thrilled to be pregnant. Like, let yeah. me know. Like, you're yeah. a liar. <laughs> yeah. And I think the truth is, is that the same with pregnancy. The problem with it is, or the beautiful thing of, about it is that it's different for everyone. Yeah. So that's what makes it so tricky. Mm-hmm. Right, you, there's not a one size fits all, and so that's why I think women can feel so alone. Like for me, oh, oh my God, I I I love my daughter, but I hated being pregnant, mm-hmm. like hated it. And I knew a lot of women around me who loved it. Mm-hmm. And then after having her, um, I didn't I didn't talk to a lot of women around me about postpartum. I I, I kind of knew what it was, but I'm. I wanted to like, I love my baby and I didn't want to think that there could be anything negative that came around that. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's super lonely, especially if you don't feel like you can talk to people honestly about it mm-hmm. because somehow it, there's a correlation between not feeling good after having a baby and not liking your baby or not mm-hmm. being grateful. And that's like completely not true. And you get out of it and then you feel better. But if there could be some more support around mm-hmm. that, and maybe I just wasn't accessing the right people, but I do feel that women need to talk about the crazy part of it, yeah, <laughs> the uncomfortable part of it, the not feeling real in your own body, not feeling connected to your partner, mm-hmm. maybe not feeling connected to your baby even. Which is a scary thought because you think when my baby comes out like, oh my, I love you so much. You love your child unconditionally. I have a question. What do you think, Coco, that people, like friends of people who are having a baby or who are pregnant or whatever, can do better to support their friend? Like in your situation, what could you have used from the people around you in the way of support? I think, first of all, I need to take accountability that I need to ask for help. Um, Second of all, like people just coming in and giving you a minute. Like taking the baby mm-hmm. and um, giving you a minute to have a shower mm-hmm. <laughs> or a nap or or a walk by yourself, um, giving you time and space to do that. Because as a mom, you also want to be like this superhero that can never sleep and be amazing and look good. And it's it's easy for some people, but it's not easy for everyone. And it can be really tricky. So just pro- being there to provide you time away 
like a little me time for people. I always buy um, new mothers like a, a gift certificate to a spa and then say that I'll, I can help you with childcare because I think in the beginning, like you feel so, a lot of pe- women feel really horrendous and just to have the freedom to like do something just for you where someone can make you feel good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, that's, that's is such a beautiful. Good I have a, I have a stat I um, want to read. Shannon Boudram, who we recently interviewed, has been openly talking about getting pregnant and the how it's not as easy as it seems. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the crazy thing about getting pregnant is that it, it's it's not if it's not instant. Every month feels like oh my god, it's so much longer. Exactly. Like you're like, okay, we have to try again, and then it doesn't happen, and mm-hmm. then you're like, oh my god, am, am I running out of time? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, this is her stat that she posted on one of her posts. According to the bump, women in their 20s have a 20 to 25% chance of pregnancy each month. At 30, the chance of becoming pregnant in a given month drops to around 15%. And by 35, the like, likelihood is less than 10% in any given month. Holy hell. Like, how do we not know these stats? Uh, I fully thought the whole world, and by the whole world, I mean they, quote, air quotes, <laughs> The chance of getting pregnant that they say is like ninety six point four two. You're every definitely time. getting pregnant. Yeah. That is so low. Like no, even no, no, no. in your twenties, twenty percent chance. It's low. She's low. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting, and I think that my whole point with all of the, even talking about any of these things is to just get women a little bit more aware of what's going on in their bodies, so that they can ask the questions and advocate for themselves. Now, because you have gone through this process. What are things that you should have been asking at an earlier age? I think at an earlier age, for sure, I would have asked a doctor to give me a referral to a gynecologist straight off the bat Mm -hmm. because your general practitioner, unless they're super duper amazing, is not going to delve deep into your lady bits if... If that's that's not their specialty, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Us I, begging to get a pap smear, yeah, yeah. like literally, yeah. they're really they're dropping once every three years only. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, no, but maybe something's no. going on. No, you're fine. Close your legs. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so I, I would ask to see a gynecologist for sure. I would also I love working with naturopathic doctors mm-hmm. um, because just being generally healthy and more aware of what's going on in your body mm-hmm. in both streams, I guess, mm-hmm. um, is super important because there are supplements and vitamins that are really great for you to take um, on your pregnancy journey that even a, a traditional doctor will tell you to take. So oh. it's nice to talk to a naturopath because it can, like food combining and just general health over what you're putting into your body um, is great to get from a naturopath. And there's lots out there that specialize in fertility. So I would get a gynecologist. I would get a naturopath that speaks to fer- fertility. Um, and I would ask questions about my eggs, like where are we at? You mm-hmm. know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want, and another thing is I didn't want to admit that there might be an issue mm-hmm. and I didn't want to put that stress around it. So I was like, let's just bang and see where we go. <laughs> and the, fun- the best. And the funny thing is, is we got pregnant really quickly. But the other part to that is that I couldn't stay pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's something that I didn't even know about. A lot of people have a lot of issue getting pregnant. So I'm getting there. It's just part two. Yeah. There. yeah. You feel like too, obviously because you've had like a few miscarriages. So every time you get pregnant, there's like a heightened anxiety around that too. Like No, which is weird. Now I am. Now I don't even want to try. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Because I'm now I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. So what are the other options? But I think that's also so caught up in my brain. So th- I have work to do there in therapy and meditation mm-hmm. to try to work through the trauma because I, being a, considering myself a strong, independent woman, failure is an issue. Mm-hmm. So like now we have to work through the failure piece and the self-blame. So I'm not, I'm not there yet. I don't because I don't want to go through that again right now. And also the piece of people don't talk about, some people get pregnant and deal with it differently in their bodies. But for me, I gain a lot of weight. I'm very emotional. And so last year with all the stress of all the work we were doing and all the travel, add on to that like hormonal imbalances, Mm -hmm. I just felt crazy for like 12 months, you know? And I'm just starting to come out of that. What's one thing that you wish you did to take a step back and actually clear your head. It's so much yeah. easier said than done yeah. to do those little self-care days. Yeah. But what was something that worked for you that might work for other people? I just think forgiving yourself, right? Like allowing uh, allowing yourself to have the space to grieve and not make your, don't feel stupid about it. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, oh, it, it, it was so small. Like, you know, it was only four months. I, it's so much worse for everybody else. Like imagine having, giving birth to a stillborn. Imagine, and yeah. you go through that process. It's, it could be so much worse. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to say, no, that fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And give yourself a couple days to like shut off and live in the suck and, and then find your toolbox of how you're going to get through it mm-hmm. and how you're going to work through it. And be open with your partner, like, been so lucky to have a super supportive partner through this process um, who had to like physically and mentally clean up the mess of what was going on. So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that. But just to continue to be open about the dialogue because sometimes you just don't ever want to talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. You just like put it in a box yeah. and bury it in the abyss. And then it, but it, it never gets buried. It's no. always there. I feel like you learned recently that it wasn't just you either who was like, suffering through this you didn't know no so when something happens to you your body mm-hmm. you 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 instantly think it's it can always just be about you right because i internalize it all like i can't do this like i can't have a baby i'm not a woman enough i all of these things but i was out for dinner once with my um boyfriend and my parents and he told the story from his perspective of going through the like these miscarriages and um, how difficult it was for him and he had never said that because he wanted to be strong for me mm-hmm. and around me but when I heard him talking about it from his perspective and how in pain he was just seeing me like that mm-hmm. and how he couldn't fix it I was like oh so it's not it's not just me yeah you're also going through it. And you also don't necessarily want to deal with it, talk about it, because it is so real and mm-hmm. so horrific. And you want to be strong for me, but then both of us are being strong for each other without getting together and being dealing strong with it. together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and actioning items like, what should we do next? And sometimes, actually, my therapist said, <laughs> she's like, maybe you don't need to make a decision right now. And I felt like, I'm getting older every second. I'm getting older. Like, oh, my eggs are dying. It's getting, you know, but, but she was like, what's a couple months going to do? And it, and maybe, maybe you just have to give yourself the time. And I'm still giving myself that time. 
maybe that's just important. chill. Yeah. yeah. She goes, we don't need to cover next steps <laughs> right this minute. <laughs> okay, Debbie. I mean, <laughs> well, that's a, like the hard part because you're an action-oriented person. We're solutions-oriented. Generally, like, okay, cool. Like, what's next? How do we fix this? How do we mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever? And that is very insightful. If we'd be like, maybe nothing right now. Yeah. Just take a beat. Yeah. Or six. Or maybe nothing ever. Yeah. Right. There's there's finality in that, but there's also peace. And I, I talked to a friend of mine who has been going through this. So I have been going through this for a couple, well, a year. But she's been going through it for about 15, right? Wow. Um, but what was so beautiful about it was that she has now moved through it. And she's like, it's just my story. We all have different stories. And this is this is part of my story. And that's okay. And, and you know, maybe we're not going to have kids. Maybe we are, we are. We still haven't landed on whether we're going to adopt or not. But there is something beautiful in accepting that this was your path. Mm-hmm. And that your path is nobody else's. And be at peace with that. So in the age of Instagram where everything seems so fucking perfect. It's not. <laughs> it's we not. Promise. It's not, we promise. We rebuke perfect around these parts. <laughs> yes, and we hope that um, people feel in sharing stories that more people will share stories and more women will feel, and I, I say women because that's the perspective I understand, more women will feel more open and not so alone and, and, and scared and that they can't tell their story. Because, like, if we shared more information, yes, so many problems would be solved. Like, you know, if, even in, in friend groups, like, if we open up more and we say, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know what to do. Do you have any tips? And then you'll find one one woman in your friend group will be like, oh, I struggle with that, too. And you're like, bitch, really? Yeah. Where have you They're been? Like, yeah, five <laughs> years ago, it took me four years to get pregnant. Like, what? But they keep it to themselves because they don't want to be judged or... Yeah. We're here to say, talk about it. Yeah. I think that speaks to like the core thing that we say literally every day, but like be more collaborative with your people and collaborative around the hard stuff. Sometimes you have to be able to come to a conversation and leave your shit at the door and like create a safe space for your friends to be able to say the things that they're not supposed to say, quote unquote, and make that okay. You know, you don't always have to like what someone's going to say. You don't always have to rate it or whatever. But if that's your friend and you love them, I believe strongly that our responsibility to one another in relationships is to is to hold space, mm-hmm. even for the shitty shit. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I've had a million friends who've had kids and every one of them, you know, it's like what you say. They're like, I am barfing like five times a day and I hate this and I don't want to do it. And like, I love my kid, but I'm going to punch my kid in the face. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. And there needs to be room to say that and be like, all right, girl, don't worry. Let me let me take that tiny human. Cool, 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 cool. Go have a cigarette. I don't know. A drink. A bath. Whatever you need. Whatever. A cigarette. Should, a drink. Yeah. A bath. Want me to pour you a martini <laughs> with 16 olives? Because you probably haven't eaten breakfast in six days. No problem. I got you Extra back. dirty. <laughs> Filthy, in fact. Extra cold. And that is your cue. Everyone, go have a dirty martini. And we hope that this was an insightful conversation. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, you can follow us online at C-O-C-O-A-N-D-C-O-W-E. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It seriously helps and we would be so grateful. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.